Welcome back to the Sports Babble, Northern Ireland's only Premier League dedicated podcast. The new Premier League season is nearly upon us, but before we start, we're just going to uh, plug some stuff at the start of the show. Um, we've now got Patreon, medicine on our social media, patreon.com forward slash the Sports Babble. Uh, you can donate as little or as much as you like, um, but it's just going to help us along this season um, to get some really good content out of you guys. Um, you can check all the information out on our social media at the Sports Babble. That's across Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And send us a message, guys, and we'd love to hear from you. Hello, welcome back to the Sports Babble. The Premier League season starts tomorrow night, and I can't wait. It's Phil. Hello, Jonathan. Hello. Jonathan's very happy because Arsenal have done bits this summer. Hello, Brenton. Hello. Uh, Liverpool sort of felt a bit sorry for our blue friends, so we didn't do any transfer dealings, and we just sort of we'll go into this together, Brenton, and see how it goes. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, transfer deadline day has just ended. We're recording the first show of the season, and there's loads to talk about. This is our preview show for the 2019-20 Premier League season. How are you both feeling about uh, the, the weekend upon, coming upon us here? Johnny, let you go first because you you've probably more to say than I do. We're going to win the league, guys. <laughs> you're a Liverpool fan, then? Absolutely not. No, well, we should do all right. We should. I think we should finish top four this year. Okay, well, we're going to get into our predictions as well in a minute. But initial uh, reactions, then very happy. Yeah, we needed a centre back, so we went out and got a banter centre back. Which you a know, banter back <laughs> should be all right. I mean, it's better than getting nothing. He's better than what we have. David Luiz, let's be honest, I know we're all laughing about it, but he is better than what we have. Uh, Kieran Tierney, delighted about that, because we need a left back, as you could see from the Europa League final, because it was just absolutely hilarious for Chelsea fans. Class yes. just Yes, I can confirm it was hilarious. And everyone else. <laughs> like, where, where, where are you crossing that ball to? Like, you know, like, but do not do not like question Glasnick, because you'll get punched in the face. No, he is an absolute so Leave him alone. Brenton, um, obviously there was no real dealings with Chelsea. The same Kovacic. Yeah, uh, on a permanent, the only deal they could really do. Still spend forty million. Um, obviously Pulisic as well coming in. Yeah, is yeah. like a new signing as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a fancy team. There you are. Okay. He better do bits. Are you looking forward to this weekend? You have a big game, which we will obviously chat about. Do they? They're playing that team that's going to finish seventh. Is that is that a big game? Yeah, uh, it's always a big enough game. Right? <laughs> we'll also talk about United. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it. Great buzz, no matter if you've signed or if you haven't. Like a new Premier League season just gives you that feeling, and everyone knows what we're talking about. Um, uh, happy enough. Like uh, I know Chelsea haven't made any signings and haven't really been involved in the transfer window that much. Um, the signing that isn't the signing um, is Frank Lampard, that um, has got Chelsea fans obviously excited. Haven't. Um, at the start, before pre-season, when we needed it to happen. Um, obviously, the connections with the youth, bringing Jody Morris back in. We've talked about it before on the pod. Um, but now it's, it's, it's down to business. Um, we, we've seen probably his first major decision in letting David Luiz go to Arsenal, which some people won't be happy about because he's a senior player and there's not a lot of them at Chelsea right now. But... Um, it's good to see he's making big decisions and he's he's making the, the team and, and the club his own. Um, so let's see what he does. Um, we've also made a signing. We have re-signed the Prince of Rome. 
uh, that Jake Miguel is going to be making his reappearance. Hopefully, going next week forward, and hopefully, we can get him on uh, as much shows as, as we can. So, this is ridiculous gonna be, loan fee. Uh, it's it's going to be controversial is, uh, from the church. A very Arsenal centered <laughs> from the church. A very Arsenal centered uh, podcast. We don't like it. Which I'm not a huge fan of, but you know what? It's better than having Spurs or Manchester United. Well, anyway. also, just uh, want to say straight up as well, on the first show of the season, if anyone wants to get involved, drop us a line, um, any of our social medias, um, or email us, um, sportsbabble at gmail.com, if you want to come on, we yeah. would be more than happy to have you. 100%. With more opinions and voices, I think it's a better anyway. It's better crack. We are the pod of the people. <laughs> the people's pod? Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, we'll get down to the first question. And it's the one everyone keeps asking on all their podcasts, all their media channels, all the uh, newspapers, whatever. Who's winning the Premier League title this year, lads? Arsenal. I- I'll ask you to. And I want a sensible answer, Jonathan, please, before you get into this. Who's winning it? You can go first, Brenton. We all, with the four of us, did our top six predictions. Will we get those out of the way now? Um, yeah, let's do that. Okay. Um... I'll um, I'll go in order of ridiculousness. So Johnny's last. <laughs> <laughs> the most ridiculous being last, by the way. You said you're going in order of ridiculous. So that means that you're the most ridiculous. So you're going first. So um, I'm gonna go, City, Liverpool, Spurs. That is ridiculous. Arsenal, Chelsea, United. Um, I think. Do you want me to explain that or will I go through them all? No, I'll do... Um, yeah, explain yours what you think. Yeah, well, I just think through gritted teeth, I think City are just are going to have too much. Um, they've made a couple of good sort of top-up signings. Um, and Spurs, I think, have, have signed well. They could have done better. Um, but I think the gap that they had um, below them... Um, Did they, though? They only finished above us by a point. And they lost their last, what, was it, didn't win their last five games or something stupid like that. We give it to them more than they <coughs> achieved it. Yeah, well, I just, well, Chelsea obviously have stood still, basically, in terms of signing. So, you know, they're going to drop. Chelsea finished third, like, you know. So they're gonna I had drop. it in my head up until about two weeks ago that Spurs finished third. I yeah, I know, so did everyone. Bad. But the, the... I did. I mean, over the season, in terms of, like, class, I know Spurs did drop off, but... um. I think they're going to have too much. They were missing um, Kane for a good bit of that too. Like So if we're going full squads at the start of the season, I think Spurs, then Arsenal 4th, Chelsea 5th, United, who, who I think have made the biggest drop-off in terms of not signing players, not signing who, the, who they want, and obviously letting players go. Um, I think they'll they'll be 6th. Um, <clears throat> so we'll go on to um, Jack, who's similar to me. He thinks City then Liverpool, then Arsenal, then Spurs, then Chelsea, then United. So he's just uh, changed Arsenal and Spurs around. Mm-hmm. I'll let him explain maybe next week when he comes on. Philip, you've gone Liverpool, obviously. Hundreds. City, Spurs, Arsenal, <gasps> Chelsea, United. Explain yourself. <laughs> explain that is right. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, everyone knows, listens to the show. If you're first time listening to the show, I am the designated <coughs> Liverpool uh, diehard fan on the show. And we got so close last year, and in 2014, we got so close under Brendan Rodgers and it fell away, and that's two times. And uh, Superstition, third time lucky, will give us an awful smash and see what happens. But I just think a, a lot of people, and, and 
Unfor- if you've been unfortunate enough to fall into the trap of Liverpool Twitter, you'll see that our fan base is full of uh, 99.9% morons. And they just believe that there should have been signings done this summer. But what people are not talking about enough is that we did not lose a single key player. In fact, we've added key players on the longer term contracts. And we have talk of other key players, a la Virgil van Dijk, who's coming to the club to ask for a longer contract. And the, the harmony within that team, with <coughs> Alex Oxley-Chamberlain coming back, Naby Keita in a full season, the players coming in, um, even Alan Alana coming back in, different bodies in and around that squad. I just think, under Jurgen Klopp, that this year, um, we, we can win it. Like I think I think we can. I, You're I, European champions too, like. That obviously, yeah, that's the <laughs> obvious one. Small detail, we're missing like my head says, like fifty one percent, forty nine percent, no Liverpool. My heart just says one percent Liverpool because I'm daft. <laughs> but I, I think it'll be, I think it'll be close again, and I think Liverpool will, will win it this year. I think we all think that you know. <laughs> in fact, we all have Liverpool City in some form the top two. But um, if you want to explain your your Spurs third, Arsenal fourth. Yeah, well. I think I actually think there'll be a top three for a while again, and then I think Spurs. The Dybala signing was really important. I think, I think they signed Dybala, and that is a statement signing. Uh, I really do think if they'd have got that, that Which didn't have, happen. Yeah, yeah, that would have catapulted them into. <clears> you could argue there's three teams going for this title this year, um, and they didn't get that. And you, your worry is, I think Johnny mentioned it about two minutes ago. Or maybe you, the Kane get injured and then they dropped off a bit. Mm. They haven't replaced or haven't got a, up someone to replace Kane if he gets injured again. Yeah, they have got him Dumbele in midfield. They have a solid defense. They've added Ryan Sessegnon and now they've added Lascelles. they've had a really good window, but I don't think they'll just have enough to go for the title. And you have Chelsea dropping outside the top four. I have four. Chelsea dropping outside <coughs> because of Arsenal's dealings today. So have I, by the way. Yeah, that's that's the um, And we'll talk a little bit more about Arsenal because we obviously want to get Johnny's view on it. But Johnny, let's uh, approach your top six here, because um, it's a thing to behold. Um, <laughs> it is absolutely wild. <laughs> so JD has gone Liverpool, City. Man, you're my boy, JD. Yeah, I think we'll do. Liverpool, City, Arsenal. Arsenal in third, Chelsea in fourth, Spurs in fifth, and Everton in sixth. Explain yourself. Well, United are shite. <laughs> who's who's going to who's going to score the goals United this year? Who's going to score them enough goals I suppose, you know, to push them into the top six? By no means, I'm by no means a United fan, but I suppose United fans would say, um, "Don't you say Rashford? Rashford? He hasn't even scored s- twenty goals in a season." But it, it, this is, you know, these players like at some point you were thinking these players time. like Rashford and Martial. Who Martial? I mean, when he first came in. Scored fifteen plus goals under Van Gaal. He had a deadly season, and then he just dropped off. So if he can rediscover form, he's still young. He's what 23, 24 Let's go back to your point. <clears throat> you said they have to do it sometime. That's it's Philly's point out there, by the way, for the listeners. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Phil. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're saying that about Spurs that they won a title sometime. They've won nine for years. So let's just get back. But to the point. it has to happen you know, sometime. They're not, they're sometime not something Listen, will happen. They just they don't have the team. <laughs> I don't. Th- Pogba doesn't even want to be there. I, I think people are. Um, I'm gonna let Johnny talk about his Everton choice as well, which is cool. I think people are focusing on the fact that United don't have a striker a lot, but I think United's worry is the midfield. I think, uh, and I talked to Breton 
last week off air we're just chatting on the phone I think that Lingard and Rashford are really good mates and that can mean a thing on a, pit, on a pitch and when you have that chemistry and yeah. Martial is paced to burn Alexis Sanchez doesn't count because he's just a Chilean uh, orange farmer now with that moustache he just doesn't want <laughs> he to be didn't even involved like. in my head. he didn't even pop um, so he that doesn't count but it's the midfield what, how, how is Pogba going to react now his best friend's gone from that squad he's dead so far now the windows in the other European leagues aren't closed so he could definitely go you've Mkhitaryan and Matic yeah, that's a lot of pressure to put on these two. Or Fred. <clears throat> Fred the Red, as Kevin Caban said, smashes five yard passes at you you can't control. <laughs> and also, um Their defence is Herrera, fine. just let Herrera go. Yeah. yeah. Their defence is fine, and we'll talk about Harry <coughs> McGuire and transfers in a minute. Their defence is fine, I think. It's a good defence. The goalkeeper obviously has proven what he can be the world's best at times. But it's their midfield would in my opinion would be United's worry. And I and I think Johnny's point on Everton Pippen them is quite an interesting one and I don't think it's that far fetched it, it just looks ridiculous when it's written down on paper because you don't expect it but um, yeah I think yeah, they're right like. it's, it's yeah I, that's what I think it's, what, what is your reason do you just think because they haven't added anything else in Daniel James isn't going to be enough either Daniel James Jesus United, there's a lot of pressure on him United fans are getting so overhyped about a wee lad that played for Swansea last year Jesus Christ, he had one good game against Man City. Like, chill your beans. Like, do you know what I mean? Like that. Like, he's he hasn't played in the Premier League before. How how are they putting their hopes in this wee lad coming in and just taking it by storm? He could, but he probably won't. It'll probably take him a year to get, get up to the pace. Like, and then guards twat as well, and he started him. <laughs> he can't even play football. One of our uh, one of our listeners, Kieran McConville, hello Kieran, who's an Everton fan, and he'd be delighted with your prediction, no doubt. And we'll talk about who we think can break in the top six. Later on, he tweeted the show um, on our Twitter page earlier at the Sports Babble, and he said a couple of interesting things about Manchester United. And he said, "I just want to put this to both of you: Are they um, becoming like Liverpool of the nineties? Ex ex players now the manager spending way over the top on players and maybe not that great caliber players. That's different opinions. And are they falling into that trap now?" It's a weird, weird situation at Manchester United. Yeah, he said, just a quote, a direct quote, he said, Our um, Man United, following the Liverpool model from the early 90s, acts player as a manager, signing average players, etc. I'll tell you their biggest mistake, right? Their <coughs> biggest mistake was they gave Solskjaer that contract and they should have just waited and went and got Pochettino. Because he's unsettled at Spurs. He doesn't mm-hmm. want it. There's clearly something going on behind the scenes early. And that's why I put them outside the top four. Because they're going to implode like they always do. I think it was towards Kieran Trippier... Yeah, he came out to them comments. Yeah. That's that's exactly why I think it. And the fact Donny Rose wants to go, he wanted to go to Watford. Why the hell would you want to go to Watford and leave Spurs at the minute? Something something definitely isn't right there. Like, and Pochettino's comments last week about need it, I'm not a manager or something. I'm a coach. Need to change my role or my job description. It's just very strange comments. Like. Yeah, and and obviously we had that sort of every what three or four months last season. He said something else when at the time we all thought oh he's pushing for a move to United. Um, you know he's waiting on this United job that's why he's saying all these things that he wants out of Spurs but now that the United road's been filled everything's gone he's still saying stuff and that's worrying for Spurs fans definitely he's such a, a brilliant manager too you, you would think that you would just build the club around him you know what I mean mm. he, he really is Spurs most important person he really is like because you could put uh, another manager of decent quality in there and that squad is still good enough but the way Pochettino and his tactics and his coaching brain, I think he's absolutely superb. And if they lose him, it'll just all fold down. It'll be like a, a deck of cards just folding. Yeah. They wouldn't have got them players. They wouldn't have got them <coughs> Dembele 
Or then Lo Celso, if Hodge wasn't there, wouldn't have kept Harry Kane. Why? Why? Why would you go? Mm-hmm. But then the interesting thing is like, if Spurs won't win anything again this year, which I think they won't, because it's just Spurs. Like it's what to do. Harry Kane's got to get into his head. Am I going to stick around? When am I ever going to win anything with this team? Like if we've recruited, they've heavily invested. Like under Bale, it was like well, sixty something odd million or whatever, mm-hmm. and we still can't win anything. And Ericsson doesn't want to be there either. I think he'll probably still go. He'll go somewhere in Europe. Yeah. But yeah, I think just getting back to United, like, um, <clears throat> and that question that Kieran asked about, um, you know, the Liverpool model and, and signing average players, it'd be interesting to get, you know, actual United fans' thoughts on that because United fans certainly our age are are used to growing up and winning, like, and just being that's their that's what they do. They were weekend, spoiled weekend. Fergie, that's, yeah. that's their problem. The worst spoiled, like, like we were, also oh, fans were spoiled with the Invincibles, like. That kind of just set our expectations way above the bar of any other season. But the thing we United, and because they signed Harry Maguire and they signed him for 80 million, all English players get an extra premium on top of what they're really worth. Mm-hmm. Like, look at Dillett, he was what, 60 something million, you mm-hmm. And Harry Maguire's what, 80 odd? Yeah. But it's only because he's English. But United, they have been kind of poor in their, their signings and like the way they've spent their money, it has been kind of poor. So obviously, there's the big uh, issue behind doors. What's their. Our guy called Woodward. Uh, Woodward. Uh, they all want him out. Yeah. And he that's just seems to be a parasite, and that's what even because he He's had a shocking tenure in charge at Manchester United, and and even more so now because Lukaku out. I know, like you know, yes, he hasn't been great for United, but they haven't replaced him. Yeah. He would have um, got you at least twenty goals a season. I think he'd do superb for uh, under Conte <coughs> for Inter Milan. I'd have Inter Milan as favourites to win the yeah um, Scudetto next year. Listen, um, Conte really wanted him at Chelsea. And mm-hmm. he ended up going to United, and and Conte ended up getting Morata, and he was never really happy with Morata. So he still kept an eye on him, and still from seeing him at United, still wants to sign him for for big big money. Um. So when Antonio Conte sees something in him, like a Lukaku at Everton, was something he didn't want to face. Yeah. Lukaku United because of whatever <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe it was it's obviously just wasn't him. Well, we'll soon see. It wasn't him. If he does really well in Milan. Lukaku United, you were like. Fair enough, you're not bothered. But the Lukaku when he played for the Blues, you were like, ah, he's gonna do damage today. Mm-hmm. Um, just we'll move on to transfers because it is transfer deadline day, uh, but there have been plenty of movements. Not between Liverpool and Chelsea. We haven't we Liverpool signed a couple of youth players, and, and as we said earlier, Chelsea haven't been able to sign anyone. But Arsenal, mm-hmm. Jonathan, have absolutely done bits. The yeah. best transfer window of your Arsenal uh, career. Yeah, absolutely. It's fun. As far as I can remember, like, geez, we've signed so many. I'm not gonna say Double Louise is a fantastic player, but he's definitely better than Mustafi. Like, so I was happy enough to get him in because we needed a centre back. Kieran Tierney, we've been chasing him all summer. It's finally done. Of course, we would leave it to the last day. Uh, Donny Cavellos coming in is another good signing. Like, hope to God that keeps Shaka out of the team. <laughs> and then, like, obviously Pepe coming in. Like, I just nobody's seen that coming. That was your statement, saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think your best saying is Kieran Tierney. Yeah, I think it is too. I've, he's the player I really just want us to get this summer. Yeah. And I'm glad we've actually got him over the line now because it's, you know, Monreal's, his legs are going, Kolasinac can't cross nor defend. All he can do is like fight, bow his knees. <laughs> how tall is Tierney? <clears throat> no idea. I don't even know how tall he is. No. He looks quite, he looks, well, right, we stand beside Rob Holding <laughs> today and Rob Holding's kind of a tall fellow, like a very small beside him. They look very small beside him because... For Scotland, Tierney has played uh, as a an inset, as a centre back 
inside um, the left channel with Robertson. Robertson's played obviously wide left, and yeah. Tierney's been three, a part of a three in the centre defence. And I'm just wondering. He's five foot ten. If um, I'm just wondering if that's a thing Arsenal go for, and Emery decides when when Tierney's fit to push him inside and still go with like the likes of Klasnich <coughs> or uh, someone coming through. <coughs> pardon me, in the academy, youth player coming through or whatever, and and or even Montreal and has it that way. Well, he's played Montreal, not centre back role. So we. Tierney's a brilliant, brilliant footballer. Yeah. Quick, quickly, what's Jerry? What's your starting lineup for the first game of the season? Well, I think Tierney's injured. At the Sorry, if, if everyone's fit, if everyone's, if everyone's fit. fit, Leno, Tierney, Sancho, Bob, uh, Socrates, if Bellerin, obviously Bellerin play. Do you going to forward the back? Yeah. Uh, Danny Cabellos, Guendouzi, Torreira. Pepe Alaga and Aubameyang. That would be my starting lineup. Interesting. Yeah, uh, I just have a feeling like Hammer. He likes to change things also, like but he likes a, f- a five. Yeah, doesn't he, he does. at the back? I think he went for the five though because we had no defenders and we were just absolute dirt at the back, which we can still are anyway. Like you know, we'll we'll have to see how Tierney adapts to the Premier League and how David Luiz gets on with Arsenal. Like you know, he's prone to an error as you know yourself, Randy. Yes. Uh, but <clears throat> like I said. Anybody that keeps Mustafi out of the team, I'm happy enough with. So, <laughs> ching ching, happy days, party on. That's all I'd say. Uh, what do you think was the best summer transfer signing, Brenton? Individual signing? Yeah. <sighs> it's hard. I don't know, I probably should have thought about this. Um, I did tell you about Norago, this question. <laughs> I think Tierney comes closely. It's because of the value, like it's yeah. Um When. I mean, I think Wam is a very good signing for United too, mm-hmm. but the bunny is so much more than Tierney that I would probably give it to Tierney um, because Arsenal have just got a ridiculously good deal early as well as a, a brilliant player. Um, and you, you can just see, like you can just see Arsenal working with him. Like, you know, you can just see, um, and David Luiz as well, like... Eight million's a bargain. Like, yeah, it is. It's, it's worth the risk, kind of. Um, I know he's 32 and the mistakes we all know about but I, I've you know I watch him week in week out and he's a player who can split a team with uh, with a pass from centre back and Arsenal will be um, will be encouraging him to play that pass with the players that they have going forward now um, in the two that were already there and then Pepe uh, Tierney someone who can get up and down there and I think Amory's going to as you say, he can he can play in a three Tierney, um five or ten, it you know, it could definitely play as a third centre back, um, or he can get up and down and with his supply, um, Aubameyang and Lacazette are gonna eat that up like. They're they're actually come out today that part of them too have signed new long term contracts as well. So if they have that's great news on top of all that. Yeah. Uh, obviously Jake's favorite, well, sorry now former favorite Arsenal player Alex Obey. Has moved on to Everton for forty million, well around forty million, which is kind of I'll oh, get Mustafi off the screen. Um, I'm a bit split with the whole Obi thing because I actually like Obi and I think um, he's a good player to have as backup, but forty million for Obi is kind of hard to turn down really because he is inconsistent. So I know Jack's delighted he's gone, like, but I would have kept him. It's just unfortunate Everton actually did. <laughs> Fork up with the dough, like I was actually surprised to pay forty million for it. Twenty eight million and goes to forty million on bonuses. 
So Everton were doing trying to do all the bits. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think yeah, I think I'll go with just finish off part one. Um Tierney I think was the best signing value wise. Um I think Everton did the most interesting signing in Moisey Ken. Mm. And I actually think they might win a derby this year now. <laughs> 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 they, they might Surprised actually you've had to let them go, actually. I uh, Pat uh I keep forgetting the second name. Pat Nevin. Pat Nevin on off the ball last night was saying that He's obviously an Everton fan. He played there as well, and he was saying like, "I love the deal, but for us to get for I said for us to get him for that price, and kind of wondering is there something going on there? There was no room, no notion or mention of Juventus having a buyback clause, so he was sort of like, is there something underlying? Is there something? Why we Juventus so reluctant just to go, or so we he's just go I take him as he can. He's supposed to be the next big thing in Italian football. And Juventus are like we've seen. This summer and last summer, how savvy they are in the transfer window. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there is maybe a bit of concern there, but hopefully not for On the surface of it, it, yeah. it looks like a great sign. Yeah. And that'll do it for part one. Um. Stay tuned for part two. We're going to talk about who we think, even though Johnny sort of gave up who he thinks. We're going to break into the top six, uh, and also who we think get uh, relegated. Welcome back to the Sports Babble, our first show of the brand new Premier League season. The three of us are absolutely buzzing. Um, we just talked about in our first part about transfers and who we think is going to win the title, but now we're going to focus on, unfortunately, who we think is going to have a really horrible season and get relegated, how the three promoted teams are going to do, and who we think can break that top six mould. We'll start off with the top six thing because I was talking with the lads last night and I was sort of saying... Is there now not just a top six, but is there also maybe a nine where all the nine sides could all on their day beat each other, really? I know everyone says Premier League, anyone can beat anyone, but where the likes of, say, Wolves were to beat Man City, you wouldn't be too shocked. Do you think there's maybe a nine now, Johnny, of nine stronger, stronger teams than the rest? Wolves, Navarin. And Leicester? Uh, actually, I think with Leicester losing Harry Maguire... I don't think they have they really replaced them. I don't really know. No. Well, they have Johnny Evans. Apparently, Johnny Evans. Uh, uh, you know, United fans probably won't agree with this. Like, but um, the, all the talk among uh, the Leicester matchgoers last season, and it's convenient now that Harry Maguire's gone. But they said that they were more impressed with Johnny Evans every time. Yeah, that that uh, you hear that a lot this week. Yeah, yeah. he um, he. And I suppose it's risk reward with the way Harry Maguire players, but Johnny Evans did the simple things right at centre back, and that's like basically what you want from your centre back. He um he didn't try to step out or anything or dribble that much. It's not really a Johnny Evans thing to do, um, <clears throat> and I suppose you could argue like that's what you want. And I still have um Wes Morgan there as well. Mm-hmm. Like he's uh, Daniel Amarte can play centre half as well. Like. Just signed a new deal, so they're maybe not as. Um, not as bad as you think at the back, you know. Midfield and up front, they're they're pretty decent. <laughs> they're very decent. Yeah, I think that them Wolves, Navin and Watford as well. I think Watford have recruited well. They're all potentially teams that can beat. Do you think even Watford? So it's yeah. there's ten teams now and that are above the rest. Yeah, uh, that's it. That's uh, probably I think nine and you know Watford signs. Uh, Ishmael Saar today yeah. did he tear Arsenal a bit he did I knew that no one from somewhere um, so yeah that's true and Danny Welbeck 
and Danny Welbeck. Yeah, Danny Welbeck. Do you, who do you think then? You think Everton <clears throat> will break the top six? Either them or Wolves, but I think Everton will. Who do you think, Brent? I have a feeling for Leicester. Aye. I just think um, Brandon Rogers knows what he's at. Like he's um, he's a very good Premier League manager, and they've signed well. Um, obviously, they've lost McGarrah. That is a blow, but we're talking about it there. Still have Jimmy Vardy. Yeah. Um, and he he thrived. Um, in Under the, Rogers in the yeah. second half of, really of last so. season, um, and I think he'd go again, especially with no international football. Like with the international breaks, you get players getting injured. You all, it always happens. Players get injured. Players get tired. He'll not have that. He'll have rest then. Um, so I think he'll be firing at all cylinders. Um, and Jose Perez, what a great signing that is as well for Leicester. Uh, and like you have to remember those a lot of those players like won the Premier League so they'll have a good mindset going into the new season as well I think Leicester also as well had a horrible time with last year with their owner yeah and that sort of knocked that and obviously as it would knocked everyone for six yeah um, but yeah under Rodgers they were a completely different animal yeah um, I actually want to just not to mix it up I think it'll be Wolves um, the only thing that I think might scupper Wolves is if they do qualify outright for the Europa League here Um. And they have to play European football, and then their their games and changes Sunday, and we see how that affects teams sometimes. Yeah. But they've they haven't lost anyone, um, and they've kept the core of their team. They signed Raul Jimenez uh, permanently, and they brought in Patrick Crotone from AC Milan. I think they're they were after Rigani as well. I'm not sure if they got him, but they added um Vallejos that we saw play at Charma Park for Spain that night mm-hmm. from Real Madrid, mm-hmm. and I think they'll go again, and I th- I think they'll break the top six. If there's anyone to break the top six, I think it'll be them. I think it'll be a lot closer as well. Leicester, Everton, um, Wolves. and Wolves will all be a lot closer to <coughs> finish sixth and possibly fifth this season. And it'll be very interesting. Like, you really don't want to go away to those three teams. No, definitely <laughs> you don't not. like the sound of going away to Molyneux. Um, what do you call Leicester's ground again? King Park. King, King Park. And then nobody ever wants to go to Goodison Park anyway. Yeah. Because it's a nightmare. Um, so yeah. 4-0. It'll be... <laughs> I was there. That's for you, Kevin Hagan. So it'll be interesting to see how they go. Now, the promoted sides though. There's three new promoted sides. Mm-hmm. Sheffield United, Norwich and Aston Villa. Two of them are going down there. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Who? Well, I'll tell you the one that's not going down. Yeah, do, 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 do. Villa. Okay, you think Villa will be the best finish? Yeah. Interesting. What about you, uh, Brian? Um, I'd probably agree. Um, I think Villa have that big club structure in place. Um, they've signed well. I just saw that um, extended McGinn's contract as well today, which is like a new signing because uh, there was a lot of clubs after him. Great season last season. Um, and... I just think the other two are like yo-yo teams where they come up and they go down um, especially Norwich and there's Sheffield United have apparently bought five strikers this summer it's just crazy and they still have Billy Shore it's a real it's a real Fulham move that <laughs> it's just weird nah it's the first team to do it I think was Watford a couple of years ago and it, they just got rinsed <laughs> and Fulham did it last year and they're like no lads that's, you've, you've made a terrible mistake there and everybody thought they'd sign well the thing about Sheffield United is uh, they look on paper as the weakest of the three that have come up um, 
and this maybe the smallest and don't want to annoy any Sheffield United fans but it's true um, but their manager Chris Wilder is a very interesting fella and like last year he had their two centre it's in The Athletic which if you haven't signed up for by the way do it um, Michael Cox talking about it, how their two centre backs overlapped their wing backs and started crossing balls into the box and that's how they got some of their attacks and their goals from and he, he tries to come up with some different and introvert ideas and it was even Bielsa who Brenton absolutely hates, <laughs> who looked at him and saw like, I look at this manager. In the Premier League now, Marco. And I see he's uh, doing something different that I haven't heard of. And coming from Bielsa, if you sort of followed him, you'll know that's mad because he's usually the one who thinks of something daft. So I think they'll be an interesting team, Sheffield United, um, this year. Out of the three, I think they'll be the most interesting one. Um, Centre-backs... Overlapping the fullbacks. Overlap with the fullbacks, and then if they do that in the Premier League, I they'll hope they be do, torn to shreds. I want to see what I want to see what happens. You I want to see them do it too, because you want to see famous. you want to see teams try something different. You don't want teams setting up with two blocks, tucking in and making it a bollocks of a game and just trying to grind it out. You want to see teams go after. That's why everyone sort of has a little bit of a soft spot for Bournemouth because mm. they always try and play football and have a go at it. Um, it is interesting. I North will do that. North will uh, set with two banks. Because they're shit. Yeah. Definitely. Like. That, well, they may do it tomorrow night. <laughs> if Sané or if Mane's playing. There's uh, no Suarez, so they're all right. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think Villa, um, they've come up, and I think Villa's team is, is better than any other two. I do think so. Um, interesting looking, we'll see how John McGinn gets on, because he looks like a talented player as well. And Jack Grealish too. Jack Grealish is a Premier League player. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Ready made. Um other clubs coming up didn't have that luxury like Fulham for example um, didn't have a ready-made Premier League player like Villa have done so well to keep hold of him and they obviously promised him you know we'll get up and then you can play in the Premier League with us it's nice to have Villa Park back <coughs> as yeah. Premier League ground because it's a brilliant ground and it's one I'd love to go to but yeah I think it'll be Villa out of the things I'm not sure if two out of three will go down Um, but we'll talk about relegated now Mm-hmm. And how we think going on, and then we'll go on to part three in a minute. Like, but never nice to predict the team going to be relegated, especially when you know fans or friends or some of these teams or fans of some of these teams. I'll give my three. Brent, I had a wrote down there on a bit of paper just um earlier because I'm I'm a bit of a nerd. I I picked one of them, one of the new promoted teams to go down. So I'm gonna start bottom. I think Newcastle, and I'm really sorry, Fletch. Um, the tune a tune are gonna be rock bottom this year. I, I kind of hope you are in a way and you get rid of Mike Ashley and you come back then. He knows what I mean by that. Fletch, if he's listened to some of the shows earlier on, was a Newcastle fan I was telling you about who wasn't going to be uh, at the games anymore and he did cancel his season ticket. And it was, he put it the way he put it to me was that was mine and my dad's thing and now we don't have that anymore. Which is absolutely devastating if you're any watch football with your dad or your uncle, your brother or sister. Still, your you want them to go down. <laughs> and still, I want them to go down because I think it'd be a good thing they go down and Mike Ashley gets caught out doing I something. Went down, though, not two or three times under Ashley, <coughs> so would he even, even care? I hope he gets caught out doing something but and they come back as a new club and we see them back in it again. I think Norris will go down and I think Brighton will go down. They're my three. That's who I think will be relegated. You, think, you think Sheffield United are going to stay up? I think Sheffield United will stay up, yeah. I think you're right. Because of Wilder, I think he's, he's quite an interesting coach. I think he'll... I think you're right on Brighton. Um, I can see Bright- I can see Brighton finishing rock bottom. Um, they <laughs> escape basically in our teeth, like really. They're two good centre-backs, though. 
that's basically yeah that's what saved them like yeah um i don't know i think everybody like has strengthened up top like even the likes of everton like um are so strong now with their like the front threes like all these front threes um going even west ham signed hala for 40 million <clears throat> yeah and like the players that are already in place too like um and whether he likes it or not Zaha's going to be a Crystal Palace too so like even these teams in round them they don't have the firepower to balance that out so I think Brighton will go and then I think Norwich and Sheffield United will go as well yeah. who do you think who's your third team to go down then Johnny? <clears throat> see I, I thought Brighton as well but I was kind of thinking about Southampton but Southampton seemed to have a decent manager but you know they've been they've been flirting with relegation in the last few years so I think they could, but I think it'll be I think it will be Brighton because they just can't score goals. Mm. Yeah, and they didn't add a, a ridiculous goal scorer. Well, that we know Nicky like could turn out to be like, but they haven't added one. You've gone, oh, well, there's your goals there. Right. They've added obviously attackers, but you've been like, right, okay, that's you're just adding people for the sake of it here now. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say on there? Yes, that's who we're going to go down. Unfortunately, if you support one of those teams, we apologize, but um. Chin up and see you again in a couple of seasons. Uh, well, stay tuned for part three, where we've got some listener questions and a couple of topics that we want to talk about ourselves. Welcome back to part three of the Sports Babble. Um, our first show of the brand new season, um, and we all cannot wait to get going, especially me tomorrow night, Friday night, Anfield. Boom, boom, says you. Liverpool against Norwich. The European champions are coming home. You bastards. Um, this part's going to focus on listener questions. And thanks to everyone that got involved via WhatsApp, Twitter, Facebook, and whatever. We really appreciate it. Keep them coming every week, please, with your questions about either your club, any other club, just football related. Fire them in. Uh, the first one I have is, it's directed at you, Jonathan. You'd be surprised to know it's from a Spurs fan, right? And it says, If David Luiz is only costing you, Arsenal, 8 million, um, uh, is he being discounted 10 million for each major mistake he's going to make this year? That's from our designated Spurs fan and Dublin fan. May I was going to put you out this week, you bastards. Um, Carlos uh, in Dublin. Hi, Carlos. Thanks for your question. He's talking about Arsenal making mistakes when... <laughs> Spurs let their captain walk out for free and join their better rivals and win the double in his first season. <laughs> you know, I don't know really why Tottenham fans think they can have a go at us because they're fucking clowns. <laughs> anyway, what did uh, you make of that? There, what do you what, just on David? Hop to it. Eight million. You've said it before. You're eight million. Happy, but eight million is a bargain for David. He, he will do a mistake. He will make a mistake, but Christ, the night and day, he's not going to make as many mistakes as Mustafi. So there you go. Yeah. What's the next question? Right. Um, <laughs> thank you very much for the call. I really appreciate it. Keep them coming every week. Um, Brendan, I think you have one from... Uh, uh, what word could I put it? Disgruntled. Disgruntled's a great word. Um, Disgruntled United fan. Um, Patrick of the Marley. Patrick Marley, yes. Um, Paddy's asked a good question, actually. Um, what's it going to take for United to get a director of football or really commit in the transfer window to get as close to on par with the other big teams as possible? They are miles off. Um, I think, like, Kieran asked earlier, are they trying to copy Liverpool? I think they could do well to copy Liverpool's new model. There's a brilliant article in The Athletic by Simon Hughes, and he sort of talks about FSG and how um, 
Gordon came in and Mike Edwards has come in and, and he's changed the club and different things and the way they've gone about the transfers and I think United are in danger of just going daft and trying to buy all around and trying to fix the things whereas they need to be a bit more strategic and they're going to have to really headhunt really headhunt a, a specialised director of football someone's going to come in and grab that club by the horns and really start to put a stamp on it and it's going to take a bit of time now I can't pronounce the New Arsenal one <laughs> Well, uh, Sim- Simone, uh, and Edu. Edu. And then we have this, this other guy, I can't remember his name either, but yeah, like, like Arsenal are seeming to be going the whole Liverpool model and freaking working like 45 million. Ha! <laughs> you mugs, you all believed it! You <laughs> should <laughs> playing installments of £1 a week, like for each transfer, but it has worked. I don't give a shit. It has worked. <laughs> freaking Juventus are playing installments for it, I don't care. Like, that was, that was clearly. A plan of Arsenal that they got to the media, so nobody would think Arsenal are going to do anything this summer. And look, yeah. look who they went and bought. Like it's crazy. And ju- like just to add on to that, um, Conor Breen has said it looks like United have finally sorted out their defensive issues, um, but all of a sudden their midfield and attack is as thin as I've ever seen it, which is a really good point. Yeah, it's 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 strange. Like it's I really can't believe they didn't sign an attacker. Another attacker, I know they've got Daniel James, and you don't talk about Daniel James, it's quite unfair on him. Um, another attacker, another out and out, class, class, class above everyone they had, attacker, this is Manchester United. Yeah, they're and, rotten to the core, to the core sorry. Yeah, they're they, rotten to the core. The, their, their biggest thing they could do, their best thing they could do is get rid of Woodward and get someone else in that, as I said about two minutes ago, can really grab that club. But is the problem with the owners and the Glazers because that is the that's ninety nine point nine percent So really, you know, they're not going to get rid of Woodward because he's done so much. No, they need new owners, sorry, and then they can get yeah. someone in the structure to. Because I think yeah. whatever whatever way it's working, Woodward's obviously balancing the books and making them do. Because look, Lukaku's gone there. What seventy five odd Snoop, like Darwin could go to Napoli <laughs> here for ten million. Yeah, like they're not going to get rid of him. Like you yeah. know. They're not spending this transfer window. Is they're not. Be, it, it's not the same Man United as what it was a couple of years ago. Like they're just going to keep declining. They have sorted out their defense, like you say, but by the time they sort out their attack, that defense will have retired. Yes, <laughs> that seems to be on the end. It'll just it'll be a you know vicious circle. That's the way it's going to keep going. The need to, like you said, like just losing Liverpool and Arsenal as an example. Arsenal have sweeped out all the previous regime. Like everyone was gone. All coaches, blah blah blah. Everyone. And now they're bringing in new people and they're putting a structure in place to look forward to the future. Structure is key. There doesn't seem to be a structure at Manchester United. No, no there's, there's not. not at all. And I have lived through this as a Liverpool fan. I know how that feels and it is shite, let me tell you. And they, it's probably even worse for them because at least they've seen their team win leagues over and over again. I have. Yeah. So for the, the drop-off, this is a really critical season for Manchester United. If it goes uh, belly up under Solskjaer, another club hero, Bind, no Champions League football, potentially no Europa League football. That's Manchester United. I feel sorry for them, but I don't. Because they are a big club, and like, I kind of hate the way like modern day football is going. It's a real pain you in the ass. You feel sorry for the diehard United fans that you have respect yeah, for. But I don't feel sorry for Man United because basically you are all pain in the hole for about 15 years. Like, uh, so. You ruined my childhood. Yeah, and you were just a pain in the arse. Like, all I remember from Man United is Keane Vieira. Like, all them like really great teams used to go head to head and now they're just like, like the wee weak child you bully in the playground. Like, you know, it's just, it's not even funny anymore. Like, you know. Really, you know, United must be looking around and, and Paddy, the question he asked there at the end of it, he said, to keep on par with the other clubs. 
like if they just look across the city at at Manchester City, um, and the money they're spending, it's 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 not on par with what United are doing. And I know it's football's going that way, and we might not like it, but to to stay on par, you need to be spending money. And United don't have the squad set that Liverpool have there already where they can afford to just add one or two. They needed this summer to go out and spend three hundred million on strengthening that team and that squad properly because their squad depth is is horrible as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, it took Liverpool time as well, like um yeah. to go in and and, and and really Liverpool could, if they'd done one big signing this year, everyone would have been happy enough. Yeah. Because that's all the people thought they were needed, but United did need to have a big summer. Whereas they needed the, to be the, very sensible about it too. Yeah, they say they had one big signing, arguably two, in in Maguire and Bissaka, and it's it's nowhere near enough. Do no, you know what I mean? No, no, no. So even if they added another midfielder and another four players, two defenders, a midfielder, and attacker, which is what our friends in North London did. Yeah, but I I think United fans are probably they're happy with getting Harry Maguire. Yeah, like the majority yeah, of them yeah. are. That defense is solid. They're happy with Harry Maguire and they're happy with Van Bissaka, but they're not happy. Yeah, yeah, they're not happy. But like, when you think you could have went and got the lip for what twenty million cheaper, who's probably going to be a world beater. Oh, well, there it is. Van Bissaka, I think, yes. Ah, yeah. Good signing, like fifty million will just pay itself off over the next few years. But is there an argument that Delict wouldn't want to go to United? Who the hell would want to go? That's that. That is again. That's it. That's a thing that they have to Dybala didn't to. want to go to United. Yeah. He wanted to go. And I know, I mean, no disrespect here. I'm not being Johnny and laughing at Spurs. Like, but he didn't want to go to Manchester United. He preferred Spurs. Mm, and wild. trust me, right? You see, when we were coming up and Spurs were finished Champions League, and again, it's no disrespect to Spurs here at all, but players were thinking about going there instead of us, Liverpool. It, it's, it's like, wow, what's going on here? And for that to be Manchester United, and someone would prefer to go there than them, yeah, there that should be yeah, for them. You're hoping they're probably hoping it's a wake up call. I don't think it is. Uh, I don't think they'll. I, I think they'll struggle this year, as we've said. And it just shows you that all of us have predicted that they're either gonna finish sixth, we seventh. think, or out of the top six, yeah. which is for Manchester United. I mean, that's great. Have you ever heard of it? That's crazy. Nuts. They were always either first or second. Yeah. Me growing up, they're either first yeah. or second. They were the team to beat. If you're if you finished above United, you won the league. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We never did. <laughs> um, <laughs> another question. This is to all three of us uh, from Paddy Renshaw. Thank you very much, Paddy. Um, okay, sorry. Just on before we go on that, we talked about Manchester United there just quickly. We had another question. I think it's from Conor McWilliams. Maguire, where does he rank as top defenders in Premier League? Pooh, good question. It's a good defender. Like I've said on previous shows, even last season, I had the happy enough of Arsenal signing Harry Maguire. Uh, I don't think he's. Uh, I don't even think he could lace Virgil Van Dijk's boots. I don't think he's at that level. Top ten. He'd probably be top ten. Yeah, he probably would be. Near the near the tenth position on the first list. So Van Dijk number one and Laporte. Yeah. Alderweireld and Vertonghen. David Luiz. Rudiger, Matip. He had a really good season last I year. I would put Gomez in there too. And right, okay, Matip and Gomez. That's seven. Yeah, so he's in right there. Harry Maguire. He's in. He's in with Matip, Gomez, and Aldevar. He's in that bracket. Doesn't really matter. It's it's <clears throat> Van Dijk and then Duffy. 
It's Van Dijk and then it's Laporte. Could have took him too. Yeah. And Lewis Dunk's good too, look. I don't did think Kyle Maguire has streaks ahead of Duffy. Did, did you mention, are we just talking centre backs here? Centre backs, centre backs, centre backs. Were you, you going to mention here in TNA games? No, no, <laughs> I was actually going to say Andy Robertson. Looks good. No, no, I didn't say greatest footballers of all time. <laughs> I said centre backs. Yeah, centre backs. Um, and then our final question uh, of this week's show, again, thank you very much, Paddy Redshaw, you hero. Um, after your team's summer transfer window, so obviously myself and Brendan ours had a quiet one, but and also had an unbelievable one. What would be considered a disappointment for your team this season? Me? Uh, do you want to go first? Yeah, you go first. I'll go first. Um, I mean, we're probably teetering on the edge of, of a top okay. four. Yeah. Um, I would be disappointed like if we didn't get top four, definitely. Chelsea's a top four club. Like. Um, so, but, I mean, the, I just think... The signings, yes, we've had Lampard and the positivity of the young players and all, but, I mean, when you're in a position where you finish third, third fourth, it might, might as well have been fourth, um, and you can't sign players to strengthen, and everyone else is around you signing well. Um, Arsenal is the big one, and Spurs. Then, I mean, fifth is probably what Chelsea are looking at. Fourth would be... A bonus, but I would be disappointed if. We what about not getting out of your group in the Champions League? <clears throat> if we're talking Champions League as well, yeah. You're in obviously start off in Champions League. I think you're seeded as well. Um, seeded as the winners of the Europa League, yeah. What if you don't get out of that group? That's disappointing. If we don't get out of the group, that's disappointing. Yeah. I think that is potential, depending on who's getting your group, because it's still that's a young Chelsea side still. Yeah. That has potential. Like say you are stuck in the group of death with like I'm just going to fire two names in here like yourselves, um, I say Atletico Madrid. Napoli and um, Dortmund. Uh, something mad. Something mad like Dortmund. Or <laughs> How is that gonna happen? Dortmund or uh, Leipzig. Well, Spurs had a bad one. Yeah. Spurs are really bad. You know what I mean? I mean that's horrible. Like, but that is difficult. Like, yeah. it is difficult, but it's also a massive disappointment if he's are not playing in Champions League in February. I think. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. That's a, if we don't get out of our Champions League group, that's definitely a yeah. disappointment. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd be happy. I'd be really happy with getting out of the group, top four. And you know a cup run like a you know an FA Cup really run. That'd like, be a great season. He's a free run on it this year, so like, I don't think he could be really disappointed with what happens with Chelsea this year because you know they're going to come back the next year. Johnny, what about yourselves, Arsenal? I'll be fuming if we don't get top four this year, and if we don't Is that get, it? if we don't get top four, Emery's gone. Like, like um, he's yeah. in, he's only got two year contracts in the second year now, so if he doesn't, it's he's, he's a failure because we we've invested and we'd give him. Pretty much the players to go out and get into the top four. What about um, the cups runs in and Europa League? You'd, are they just going to be sacrificed this year? You need to win it. God, I can't. I can't even think about now. You're in the Europa League. Like it actually, is depressed. And even think about playing that shout again. Thursday night, so. <laughs> what's what's the Champions League like? I forget. Yeah, I forget it's what it's like. Dream. I Brent, forget what it's like. Welcome back, Champions Brent. League. It's, it's a, so I mean, happy to be back. Even if we don't get out of our group, like I just want that music. I had a conversation. What's what's the worst thing? You finish third in your group and you come join us again. Bring and beat us in the final. Um, I had a a conversation with a fan with someone there about the league and Champions League, and he sort of was saying to me like, "I know we were desperate to win the league, and it's thirty years since we won it, but." See, winning the Champions League, there's, there's no feeling like it. Like, and there really isn't. It's like. Couldn't tell you. 
And I only got I didn't mean to rub that in, I just realised when I said it. Yeah, you hear us? Um, Still the truth. But <laughs> yeah, I do. I hear Arsenal. Uh, I don't. But yeah, it is just it's just un- unbelievable. But um disappointment season for Liverpool, not win the league. Yeah, has to be. What if you don't win the league win the Champions League again? That, that's not that can't be a disappointment but. it'll not be a disappointment but you'll be like when are we going to win this fucking league <laughs> winning um, the Champions League is not a disappointment ever because like, it'll just piss off City again and that's what you want to do so I think we'll go far again in Champions League as well you don't seem to give a shit about I, the I really want no, I really want us I really 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 want us to win the Champions League again uh, up there with the league I know last year we were saying oh, come on give us that but I'll tell you why because I really selfishly I want Jurgen Klopp to have a dynasty. So when he finishes and he's retired, see in 30 and 40 years' time when we're all old and we're still doing this, but we're millionaires because everyone loves it, I want us talking about the Klopp dynasty and it being like, you know that programme uh, Sky do sometimes, Football Greatest? Mm. And it's Jurgen Klopp. And when Liverpool <coughs> won uh, two European Cups and won three finals three years in a row, and then they won it. I want that. Every team should want that. But how much do you not want it to be? And I also won the Premier League. Like... That's oh, I want that as well. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I want that because I didn't, I didn't live through the last the, the time when people were creating a dynasty. I didn't, and I want, I'm, I love, but I also hate that the older fans can tell us that. Yeah, I love hearing from it when you're with them in pubs or whatever. But and also, listen, we're in a we're in a dangerous place in terms of a city dynasty. Like as much as you might not like it, like it's if it's, they get that European <laughs> Cup, we're all balanced. At the end of the day, see a thing on Man City. Man City are just. Oil run, they're still not the biggest team in Manchester to remain in England. Like so, if they didn't have the money, they'd be not, they still are nothing. Like look at their Champions League games, like knockout rounds last year. Their ground was half empty. They're pathetic. They're a pathetic football team. They just have money. That's the only reason why they're winning the league because money runs football. Now. That's a freaking joke. Yeah, I'm not gonna argue that. It's it, unfortunately it is, and I don't. I think if City win the Champions League, then we're all on a hiding of nothing. For the rest of the, for the rest of the Premier League as well, like I think we should all be rooting for Liverpool. <laughs> I know that you know, especially United fans aren't gonna agree with that. I mean, they don't. Have a lot of English based football fans won't because we booed the national anthem. But all you have to do is look about what the Tories did to Liverpool well, in the eighties, and then you'll understand why nobody wants it. Like until we mathematically can't win it, Brian, <laughs> then that's when I'll start cheering. <laughs> you called. You said we early. You hope we win it early. You're coming Liverpool. Um, listen, folks, as well, we have a game we're going to be running on the sports battle uh, between the four of us um, from this weekend right to the end of the season. Now Johnny doesn't know what the loser has to do. Unfortunately, he's about to find out. So the loser takes the the three of us out for dinner. And, oh, the, and the loser has to wear a kit of the other three's choice. Don't you fucking yeah. I swear to So, well, you better win it then. So, it's a predictions game. So, basically, we're going to pick yeah. one game every weekend, and the four of us have to predict who we think, what we think is going to be a result. And if you get the correct result, you get two points, and that's it. If you get, you don't get, you don't get any points, and there's be a league table. This is going to be very hard because the first, the opening weekend of the Premier League is bloody mental at times. We haven't picked our game yet, Brenton, and, and we're all going to pick that and Brenton's going to tweet it tomorrow and let everyone know. We're all going to discuss it tonight who we think we'll pick and different things, but um, stay tuned for this, folks. And even if you have a group of mates, do it as well and let us know how you get on. It's going to be very interesting. See if that's tight last game of the season. It's going to be a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be double weeks and bonus weeks and all. We'll probably fire into it and try and claw things back so we can always make it interesting. But um, yes, folks, 
I think that'll do us for our first show of the brand new season. We're going to come back one show every week, an hour-long podcast, because if you listen to podcasts, that's how what everyone loves it. Um, Johnny, thank you so much for coming and back, getting back this season. It's uh, it's nice to have positive things to talk about. At Arsenal it is, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. interesting. Like, yeah, it's not really that nice. Hopefully, like. it, doesn't, <laughs> hopefully it doesn't continue too much longer. Uh, Brenton, welcome back, as always. Thank you. Um, yeah. Also just want to give Patreon one more plug. Um, if you're still here patreon.com forward slash the sports bubble give us anything you can it'll make us pod better yes um, and check us out on all our social media channels at the sports bubble like subscribe turn on your notifications so you never miss a thing and we'll see you again next week enjoy the first weekend of the brand new Premier League season yes good luck